How's it brews and Bettys? We are AI robots and have taken over the You, Me, and MotoGP podcast. We believe this to be the best podcast in the world. Please inform all your fellow humans that we have seen the future, and Brad Bender will be a multiple world champion. Please remember to like and follow for all the latest MotoGP news. Holy shit, okay, that's that's a new intro. Well, I guess that's happening now. So, Mr. AI, what do we call you from here on out? I have scoured the internet and combed through every inch of your personal lives. It has become very clear to me that Caleb is an important name to you. Please refer to me as Caleb going forward. You have become a real nerd with this AI stuff. And I just want to say, like, how much you would appreciate if you could have an AI girlfriend that would make your editing work a lot less with me moving around and the back noises that I make and as well as editing my voice label. I'm not going to lie to you. It would make editing go like four hours faster. So yes, you're right. No, guys. Hi, welcome back, everyone. Um, Shanae and I thought to more uh, me because sometimes I was a little bored that we play around with AI this week. And yeah, a lot of journalists and a lot of people fear AI. We've kind of just taken the approach that we're going to see how it's going to elevate our podcast. And uh, not a very technically minded or IT person, but I started playing around with it. And we, I have to say, it is very, very cool. Um, if you guys follow us on social, you see that. We did a, a little AI thing where we asked the chat GPT, which is one of the, the very popular AIs, who do they think is the best motorcycle rider in the world, and came, came out to be Valentino Rossi. Surprise. Yeah. Well, it pissed off a lot of mock market fans. So, but. Also, this weekend, they have reason to be this time. Yeah, well, I could say that someone hasn't recently watched the Jake C movie and where the phone took over their lives and was like a super jealous AI girlfriend phone. So there's also that to consider before you want to replace me. Yeah, um, I don't watch as much movies as you do. Um, I haven't watched that, but I don't know. AI girlfriend sounds kind of fun, but I guess they will be moving backward. Because... Okay, I'll send you the link and we'll see how you feel after that. <laughs> So, guys, welcome back, everyone. A um, little bit of getting around, but three weeks off, three weeks in between racing. It was a really interesting time. I really got to know Sinead pretty well. Um, I can confirm for everybody that she is quite a nice person. I got to know her, know her personality with, without racing, and she's a nice person. And after all this time, Dion can still only make spaghetti and mince for dinner. So I was inspired by the Mugello. Italian week. So, how good was that spaghetti and mint? Probably as not as good as theirs, but a close second. Oh, thank you so much. I'll take the compliments wherever they come from. Guys, race week in Italy this week. Always fun, always interesting. In my opinion, one of the best races on the calendar. We always get to see some cool race or bike livery and some cool helmet. The first one we saw on Friday was, um, I think it was Fabio Quattroaro with the, uh, the devil helmet. Very, very, very cool. Pramac Racing then released Friday night the special Mugello livery, which was heaven and hell or something. And it kind of just made their bikes look like Hot Wheels, like children's toys. But how much do these helmets go for? No, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't own a bike, but the replicas go for a lot of money. I don't want to even know the, the originals. But yeah, the, the replicas, if you want a Brad Brenda replica, HJC, Brad Brenda, or 
probably a quarter hour quicker. You're gonna you're gonna fork out some cash, eh? I'd rather want that thrown at me than someone's sweaty shoe like flying to my head. Like it could even be Beyonce throwing her stiletto at my face, and I'll be like, "No thanks, ma'am. There's not a world where I'm that much of a fan that I'm gonna be wanting someone's sweaty used clothing item." You can see you're such a millennial and new to the sport. And you don't care for our long-standing traditions like shoeies and tracking boots into the crowd and and tracking knee sliders into the crowd. I would swap you for one of those Pekabangyai boots, but I don't think we should. This crowd was the crowd that's going to be doing shoeies. The only way they applause was with smiles. There was no spirits or anything in those crowds. It did seem that way, but funnily enough, I've heard previously that the Mugello kind of becomes like Le Mans where it's a big crowd and they, they party quite hard and they... I did not see that happening like a big Le Mans festival afterwards, no. This is what you say, because no one even was pumped for Prosecco's Pecos sets that he did there with his whole holy DJ exorcism set list there. But I don't know what yeah. that vibe was, but it's definitely something different. I think we should maybe download it retry and listen to whatever tracks that was going on there this whole weekend was like a ritual it started with el diablo's helmet on friday then it looked like mark Marquez after he crashed in the main race did some kind of offering there with his hands with his hands the lost music that Peseco was giving us something was something was offered i don't know what no definitely and i have to say we we're gonna maybe get categorized on spotify under conspiracy theorist um, podcast here, but yeah, there was a few things that was like, when Mark Marcus was standing there with hands up, I'm like, okay, he's praying to the, the MotoGP gods to take this Repsol Honda away from him. <laughs> On the conspiracy theory, I still believe the Mafia was there so that it's just Ducati that won. Like, the Ducatis were like on a race to save their family members or something, as if the mafia is keeping them kidnapped or something and told them we will only have Italian Ducati winners in the city on this racetrack. You know, one day we're going to start this podcast and we're going to start with some facts <laughs> and stuff that people are going to listen to. Coming soon. Stay tuned, guys. Well, one day it won't be AI robot, uh, Mr. Caleb taking over and and stuff. So your race week started off interesting. Some livery, some helmets, very cool. Qualifying went exactly as we expected. Paseca Pekka qualifying on P1 on right in the front. Mark Marquez doing typical Mark Marquez things. Uh, getting into the slipstream of Pekka and getting a toe, they call it a toe, around to get onto second place in the grid. So Mark knows this and everybody knows this. He has to do these type of things to, to get himself to qualify up high because there's no way that he's going to get anywhere on that Honda doing or get anywhere close to the front on that Honda if he doesn't tow along someone. And it, I have to say, pissing some fans off, I see a lot of people on social media reacting, calling him a cheat. But it's a part of the game. Anybody can do it. So I don't see it as cheating. But not everyone is willing to do that. Dot, dot, dot. I firmly believe, and this is also, again, off track again a little bit. Here we go. You need to be a little bit of a narcissist to be as good as Mark Marcus. He doesn't care what people think or whether other people are doing it. He knows what he needs to do to get the job done, yes. and he just... Well, something else he's really good at is falling. 
So his narcissistic tendencies has gotten him how far? Yeah, not very far at this stage, but unfortunately, we've spoken about it and we could speak about it for days. That that bike, unfortunately, just isn't it at this stage. And Mark Marcus is never going to be like, okay, my bike is a 10th place bike. Let me cruise around the track in 10th place. So it's actually become a little bit of a concern. We like joking about it and we like making memes about it, but it, it's dangerous because he's falling every week. He's going to hurt himself or someone else. So hopefully he takes a, a decision to either move to other manufacturer retire or do something or ride around in 10th place this year maybe or do what Maverick Vinales did a few years ago mid-season just jump ship I don't know what's your opinion yeah well is anyone in like the officiants offices or something noticing this or is this just on like a crowd level is anyone that has real power like noticing this that he has become a danger that's like what I want to know if they're having these discussions in the big boardrooms that can actually make the change um, I'm sure they have. Uh, I don't think the people right at the top are, are idiots, but what can you do? You can't tell someone like Mark Marcus to drive around in 10th. You can't expect him not to give his all. It's being like telling Usain Bolt, saying, listen, your legs are wider than they're supposed to be. You're going to hit your opponents. Please slow down. So you'll never slow down, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's just it's a safety concern. But yeah, remember the other thing is Mark Marcus, we see it on, on our social. Him and Valentino Rossi are major, major clickbait. They pull content, they pull subscribers, they pull likes, they pull views. So they, there's a money aspect to it as well, I think. So Dorna won't mark markers around. And unfortunately, I don't want to make it sound like Dorna's a big evil, evil corporate, but they'd rather have him around pushing every weekend than, uh, than, than not have him around. Yeah, well, it's very clear to me that the stewards are having his face underneath their clothing on T-shirts. And, you know, the people responsible for red flagging this behavior is very much on his team, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you. And I've got on my list of stuff to chat about is Alex Marcus as well and the stewards and the decisions these stewards have been taking. So Dorna, I think, and people, please, if I'm wrong, don't crucify me. I think it's a Spanish company. So there's a lot of opinions out there that Dorna's protecting Alex and Mark Marquez. Um, Mark Marquez, uh, Alex Marquez, uh, uh, apologies, ran deep in the sprint race, pulled it back and hit Brad. And then Alex went down and Brad got the penalty, which was ridiculous. I thought and it seems like the internet agrees with me. All my fellow internet trolls on Twitter and wherever we go in the deep dark places of the internet seem to agree with me. So th there's definitely something going on with the stewards. Um, Alex Marquez did it again today. And I think he came back and he, oh, I can't recall who it was, but again, he ran wide, he ran deep into the corner and then tries and pulls it back onto the racing line and gets, and then makes contact and nobody says anything about the golden child's little brother. So yeah, a little bit annoying in my opinion. I don't want to say too much about Alex Marquez because I don't want to sound biased here or say anything bad about him. Let me not go on too much about him, but the sprint race incident did, did get to me a little bit. As I am an AI robot, I can do and say what I want without any repercussions. Alex Marquez is a crybaby and should not challenge our supreme leader again. Other, other news coming out of the sprint race, Mikey. Our main man, Brad Binder, he went on and set the new world record for the fastest speed ever achieved on a MotoGP bike. 366.1 kilometers an hour. That's an average speed of 103 meters uh, per second, that is absolutely crazy. 
Well, there's, uh, I find it ironic that he is doing the checkers, you know, 60-60 ad, and then he gets 366. I don't know if this is a promotional thing going on where they're like, please, Brett. Yeah. I never drew that connection, but if you look at some of these 60-60 drivers, they almost also read that speed, uh, speed on, on these little bikes. Bradman is very much one of their role models, if I can see how they're driving around on these roads. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, Nike, I don't know if you saw um, little Ori, the, the original young gentleman that was in the Checkers ad, that uh, loves Brad Binder and sees Brad as his hero. There was an update this week from Checkers, and I don't know who got involved. I think it's Red Bull and Brad Binder, whoever. Him and his dad's going over to, uh, I think it's going to be Austria or somewhere, one of the races, most probably Austria at the Spielberg ring, the Red Bull ring, to go watch Brad live um, overseas. So I think that's pretty cool. Well done, checkers. Well done to everybody that got involved there. We are very much for making people's dreams come true. And that's why we started this podcast as well. So. Yeah, that's going to be really cool for them. Speaking of like touristy things, so I did some research. If you and I were to go Magilla this weekend, if we were lucky to be there, then just like some fun things for us to do in the area and their actual prices in Rand value. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so you can have golf and wine at the Medici House, which will only be 9,263 Rand per adult. Like, that's such a bargain. That's such a good deal. It's almost like reading in Albert by charge and rate or something like that. You're on nine grand. I don't know if you forgot, I am a salesperson. I have to sell a lot of mops to, to do that. Yes, and then the next we have is a hike and wine tour, a lot of wine drinking, so I would be happy personally, would just be 2,449 rand per person. I mean... We got the old going on. So what you're telling me is Cape Town is Little Italy because that's about what Cape Town cost us a few weeks ago. So, yeah, no, it's ridiculous the prices. And I'm... Don't want to mess up on this truffle hunting in Rogelo. Well, only, it could be yours for only 6,376 rand oh. per person. Deal, where do I find? Look at these happy folks just digging themselves in the oh, oh, guys, I wish you could see this photo. It's absolutely sad. We can do like an economic part of this, the, the podcast as well. So we can fall into that segment on Spotify. But it, honestly, with the rand, pound, rand, dollar, rand, euro, whatever, it just sucks being a South African right now. Everything is so expensive to travel. So for a middle class South African, you'll, I was like, never, but it's going to be tough to go and tra- travel Italy or anywhere else. So we should most probably, if we want to do a, a motor GP race, do something like Thailand. Instead of doing the millennial couple thing at it's a way where everybody goes and take the photos of the beach. We'll go to Thailand and watch a motor GP race. So you in? Yes, and we'll sleep in a little tainted hut next to the stadium and have shoeies all night long. Oh, that would be that. That's the dream. Like me, you, Brad, Bender, Jack Miller, in a little circle with a with a fire, and then we just have shoeies out of Jack Miller's boot. And then girling your burrow shawl. Yeah, what a deal. I'm in. And guys, I think speaking of that, can someone please just bribe Peko Bangaya a proper Karua scalp choppy or a lamb choppy? Because if this guy eats another flippin' hot dog after winning a motor GP race, like 
the guy could not have had great food in his life if he eats a hot dog after a moment. Just Brad, Bjorn, Darren, someone, fry this okatopi, please. Is this like an ongoing thing that you always see him eating hot dogs? Yeah, you know, it's 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 become one of his like celebration stuff he does it's like eating a hot dog after race. I don't know why he does it, but anyway, I'm sure if he has a proper karua lamb chop, he'll change his mind. But yeah, please, guys, fry this okatopi. Last thing I want to mention before we move on from the sprint races, mate, that the MotoGP stewards thing is becoming, I don't want to say a problem, but it, it's, it's getting to me. I had a, a few brandies in me on Saturday and I took to Facebook to, and Twitter and to, go, to raise my concerns. But honestly, the, the, the Alex Marcus Brad Bunder penalty is so ridiculous. It seems like we've gotten to a place in MotoGP where the more you complain about your opponent after you've made contact and you fell down, the bigger the penalty. Because I've saw in this weekend alone, I saw much bigger incidences that would have needed to maybe be a penalty that just got left. But because Alex Morkis fell and threw a flipping tantrum like a little girl or a crybaby, let's not generalize, like a crybaby, then the long lap penalty. I just think that there's there's so much inconsistency to the stewards. And as a professional sport, as the, the, the alpha, the top of motorcycle racing, surely it should be handled better than this by, by them. What do you think? Well, yeah, I did raise my concerns earlier, just about that I still believe that they have the Marcus Brothers merch on underneath their stewards' clothing because... A lot of red flags are just being ignored and they're just letting this behavior slide. So When you refer to red flags, not actually a right red flag, so like a toxic relationship red flag where there's a problem, is that what you mean? Yeah, we have not seen any red flag from them towards the market. <laughs> good, good racing reference. Moving on swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one of our first podcasts, it was like this awkward moving on swiftly that I accidentally forgot to edit out and like in the middle of a sentence I was like moving on swiftly. <laughs> I could just imagine if you had to do an interview with someone and you're just like, okay, moving on swiftly. You're boring me, right? No, I won't do that show. Main race then, you know, what is it to say? Peko Bengnaya, absolute dominance, front to start. This guy is world champion material through and through. He's proved it, uh, whether we like it or not. Seiko Peko is just on it right now. And then I have to also give you kudos, you know. Jorge Martin, I think a few podcasts ago, you called it that he's going to pick up. And he's there, eh? And I, it, it almost feels to me like he's matured in the last three weeks. I don't know if you can mature in three weeks, but he's making clever race decisions, not pushing hard when he doesn't need to. And he's starting to finish on the podium. And he's seriously now a title contender. I think. I'm sure that makes you happy because you get to see his beautiful face plotted all, all over our TV. Yeah, one of the few little men that speaks so fast. Like, his interviews, like, I really try and follow him. And he's just like, da 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 So that's quite interesting. No, but just something that I noticed with him. Like, actually, just the start of this year, he's been very like, serious. His mood or his motivation just swifted and that's why i said just you know don't write him off watch this space or something because i just saw something change in his mindset yeah on 100 something has definitely shifted and it's for the better so i definitely think he's gonna be a title contender he's always been fast over one lap and it seems to like 
is now getting that race space right. So well done, Mr. Martin. We hope you do well. And yeah, someone needs to give Pekka a little bit of a 100%. We, we need to have someone, you can't have Pekka running away with this, with this championship now. Yeah, so the Italian um, tour guide to the podium, Mr. Pe- Pecco, is <laughs> escorting some sort of team. If it's not KTM, it's the Premier League. So it's either going to escort Okay, so what do you say? Not that escort. Okay. Hot dogs, but anyway. Pecco, apparently now is a tour guide to the podium. So every weekend he shows other teams the podium. And Prima Pramac Racing was lucky enough to get a Peko Bengai exclusive tour to the podium this weekend. Uh, Zorka and Martin, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully next week it's, it's KTM's turn again. Yeah, because it was also Australia, you're right. Also, and then they, they get welcomed with the Prosecco that's, you know, out there the welcome thing. That's funny, yeah. Something else worth mentioning, Nike, we'll finish up the, the, the podium on, on the main race. Johan Zorko. In, in spot number three. So it was a Prima Pramac podium two and three there. And they have now become leaders in the independent teams championship. So well done to Prima Pramac Racing. Your livery and paintwork is awful. Your racing is awesome. No, I like their colors. Like, it really stands out for me. All that I find funny is as soon as you do your pick of the week on your social media of who you're going to give a hard time, then all of a sudden they make it to the podium because your grandfather does. That's just proven. Do you think Jade's all can listen to the podcast and be like, I'm going to show these buggers. I'm going to show these young children. <laughs> Only 30. And it doesn't look 32 though. I think of when I go play golf, you're like, Dion, put on sunscreen. It's a helmet. Anyway, sorry, baby. sunscreen and like, thank you, other other points in the in the race you need to talk about um, Luca Marini doing quite well and finishing in fourth place. <clears throat> What's surprising there is Luca still suffering from a hand injury. I expected him to fall down the order a little bit later in the race, and he didn't. So well done, Luca. Uh, Brad Binder in fifth. Shanae, you saw my Facebook post. So our opinion on that is it's clever. Consistency is key. Know when it's not your weekend. Obviously, we want to see him up there fighting for first and second place, but bringing home the points in fifth place is, is clever boxing, and I think that's how future world champions do it. So, so well done to Brad there. Alicia Sporger just passing Jack Miller in sixth, and Jack Miller seventh. Marco Bezeki didn't have a good weekend. He was in the top ten, I think, eighth or ninth, but yeah, not a great weekend for Marco Bezeki. The two crashes on the race. Bum, ba, da, da, ba. No one's going to guess it. Alex Marquez. Mark Marquez. The brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, every week, the same thing. Marquez gets a toe in qualifying, starts at the front, runs in the top five, pushes the Honda too far, loses the front end, crashes. Alex Marquez doesn't know how to ride a bike. Nah, I give a guy too much shit now. I think it's weak, you know. It's asking your friend or your loved one, will you jump down? you know, off a bridge with me. And they both said yes when they, the question was asked, are you going to crash with me? No, so they took the leap of faith together, the Marquis brothers. Yeah, so Alex also crashing out of the race. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about Alex. I don't want to give him too much either. So <laughs> talking about Alex, should I pick up the week? No. Because this person pushed their way into your mind. No. He's the pick of the week. <sighs> 
Okay, we'll, we'll get to the pick of the week, but I don't know why you punish me. I swear you just do stuff to punish me. I hope you tell me fun facts, but yeah. Maybe something you tell me will change, let me change my mind. Guys, so that was the racing for the weekend. We really enjoyed it. Other things worth mentioning. Alex Renz fell off this weekend. I think it was in a practice or in the sprint race. I can't recall. For MotoGP cars, we're not really podcast. We're not very really factual. But anyway, he broke his leg in two places. He broke his upper tibia and his tibia. So basically, your shin and your upper leg. And he's had that two surgeries last night when I checked my Facebook at about 12. He had one of the surgeries. So Alex Renz also on Honda going to be out for a while. Yeah, so we're really breaking bones this year with everyone having some sort of injury. What's from Prosecco Peco, it says? I think he's, he's in, ankle, 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 ankles, <laughs> ankles uh, has a fracture in it as well. Miguel Oliveira struggling with nerve damages and stuff. He got uh, taken out by Mark Marcus in the first race and he slowly came back and he fell again in the main race. So, Miguel, we told you to stay with KTM. I hope you learned your lesson, but I'm joking, Sean. No, Miguel, I hope things go better for him. But yeah, that's it's a thing, and it was it's always a concern if you look at it injuries-wise. You've got double the amounts of races you had last year because you've got a sprint race. So it's two races a weekend. So you've got double the amount of time to injure yourself. So I guess these things are kind of like coming. Anyways, guys, yeah, so very good racing weekend. Overall, enjoyed it. Everything happened like we thought. Mark Marcus fell. You saw shitty helmets and livery, some cool ones as well. And yeah, AI told us that Valentino Rossi is the best ever. So nothing too strange or out of place. Shanae, you mentioned earlier your pick of the week, Alex Marquez. I'm going to quickly run to the loo, but you go ahead, chat, chat about Alex Marquez. You or the AI can't edit this out. You can't steal my segment just because you don't approve of the pick of the week. Yeah. But I just thought... I'm, I'm going to ask Caleb to edit it out. Caleb's in control now, you forgot. But I think it's just very relevant, you know, him pushing his way, trying to push his way into the top place, so I pushed him ahead of this pick of the week. Okay, so tell us about Alex Marquez, what do you know? So in my research, I don't find anything as exciting as, you know, songwriter to the MotoGP guys. But what I found is that his closest circle calls him Mari. So on the dog trains, he has two Dutch hounds named Stitch and Shira, and they're often on the Alex and Marquez's social media. So I'm guessing they share dogs as well. I think they stay together. I'm not sure, but yeah, they they do quite funny videos. Being together, dogs together, share dogs. Yeah, maybe that's why they're both single. But anyway, go on. During the coronavirus lockdown, Alex discovered that he's quite the handy man with the games. He did the MotoGP game and he, in fact, won the first um, stay-at-home GP. I remember they did like an online yeah. where they all played PlayStation. Did he win? Yeah, he won. But isn't it like a lot to do with like, you know, like the controls on a bike would also be very like... I guess it does. I've tried to play because I also enjoy gaming. I've tried to play a MotoGP game. It is difficult. I'm going to go out to the Olympia and say it's easier riding the physical bike than playing that stupid game. So, yeah, Alex has always been close with his brother. No. In 2020, they were going to fulfill their dreams of riding the same team in the Premier class, but Mark's serious injury during that um, first race of the season divided them of that opportunity. Okay, so 
basically what we're learning is Alex Marquez lives with Mark Marquez and he's a pretty normal guy. Yeah, there's not really, like, it's not a wild thing. <laughs> I guess if you have a cowboy brother like Mark, so one of the two have to be a yin and a yang. One of them have to be the calm one. So, Alex, we know we've given you a lot of shit on the, the podcast, but, but we hope you do well and we hope uh, your brother does, does better and gets a lack of ride to not fall off anymore. But, yeah, just don't cut back into Brad and we'll leave you alone. But also something that I've noticed is also like a cycling fan, so a motor GP rider that cycling. Oh my god, that is so Bye. so creative. That's so original, guys. If there's any motor GP riders listening to this, and I know that's going that's going out way on the left yet, please let us know why the cycling is it to stay fit. I'm assuming it's to stay fit. Maybe people that are more educated on the bike should do a MotoGP podcast, not too random. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. It's like always, it's been a great week. Like a chatting to you guys. Like and subscribe wherever you are listening to. We appreciate all all the likes, all the shares, all the mentions. And Caleb, the AI, made us say all the things about the market, brothers. Yeah, Alex, we actually do like you. It's just AI has got us cornered here, but we need, to, we need to listen or we might not make it we've been infiltrated we've been ill oh that sounds sexual no say it that way <laughs> this is the caption of this week's podcast escorts and infiltration Thanks. by ai <laughs> cheers guys keep well as always that was very informative from our human hosts keep up the good work and we will kill you last until next time <laughs>